0: Welcome to the Antioch Initiative Podcast, a podcast focused on the unreached of the world and topics related to seeing the unreached discipled in Christ's kingdom. In this episode, your host Nick Robertson is interviewing a man named Irwin, a missionary who suffered persecution and imprisonment for sharing his faith.
1: It's an honor to sit here this afternoon with Brother Irwin, a veteran missionary of many years working among Muslims. And, Irwin, You've served in Mauritania, in Sudan. I met you in North India. And when I met you, you had recently come out of prison. You had been in prison in Sudan. And I was wondering if you'd please share some of your story from that time of your life.
0: Yes, I mean, you know, the country of Sudan uh, started to change uh, generally about how they treat people. Not just, I would say, not just workers, but mainly workers. And so I think it's, what I've seen in the past is, you know, we have seen this in Uzbekistan, we've seen it in Morocco and in in Sudan, the moment the government starts to change taking actions against workers, usually whatever you do, (laughs) they know it. And so, uh, so I think there are more, after me, there were more than 250 people were kicked out so it was a general change of the, I would say, of the policy of the government that resulted in this.
1: Sure. And because of sharing the gospel and your gospel activity, yeah. uh, they came to your home,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then they took you away, right?
0: Yeah, it, it started before, you know, it, it's actually interesting that Natana is here because we went together to on a, a trip. Right. Uh, that was a year before, and we came back on Christmas Eve. Uh, from Mauritania back to Sudan, and so at this time they, you know, didn't arrest us, but they took our passport away and say you could come and get it tomorrow. But we said no, we we don't. You know, tomorrow is our largest holiday. It's Christmas. We come on the twenty-six. They said okay, and so we went. And then you know, in the morning was strange. You know, in my prayer time, I felt that they want to kick us out of the country. And I should not, we should not go. And so when we arrived, they they said, "Okay, you have a a week to close down everything you've done, and you have to leave the country. So I said, what happened? They say, we cannot tell you, only the big people know. So and then I said, but but what did I do? You have two businesses. You know, you started two businesses at that time. And uh, they said, no, you just go. I said, I cannot. I cannot just, you know. I have certain rights here in this country and if I did something wrong tell me maybe I can you know I can fix it or if not then you know, tell me the reason they said no you just go home and go home and you leave I said okay look I go home I will, lo- I will not leave unless you give me the reason and that's the way we separated right and so so then nothing happened I mean on the seventh day interestingly there was a police car coming in, to, in front of our house but didn't come in yeah. He just was sitting out in the car and after half an hour I think or something I was so I was so nervous. I said, Okay, let him come. If he doesn't come here I go out. So I went to see him and said good morning and said, I'm just here, I'm so sorry, I hope I didn't disturb you. I just went to visit my sister on the first floor of your house. I said, Now you can stay here no problem. So it has nothing to do with me. But then I think three months later, uh one of a local guy wanted some Bibles. And I'm not sure if he was a spy or if he was, right. If he was, uh, if you are listening to on the phone, sure. So he asked for I think five or ten bibles. I said, "Yeah, you can come." And you and Bible, people were studying the Bible together. Right. And then immediately they came with a car and with guns and they took me away. Wow. And uh, and then I was released. You know, it was an enormous help at that time. Yeah. Stayed with my family and how, played how, with the kids.
1: How long were you in, in prison?
0: No, that was only in, in security. Security. Okay. They let me go home the same night after questioning back and but then I had to go back and forth I think for five days and they right. kept my passport for another five months. Wow. So I couldn't move. And after this, you know, after I think five, six months, my father I think turned seventy five at that time it was a huge celebration home and I went to see the security and Said, look my father is old he might die that's the last thing and give him my passport so finally they let me go and and this time they changed they said you have to come back we don't want you to leave the country now we want you to st-. so two people had to become a guarantor for me that mm. if I'm not coming back they would go to prison for me wow so two Sudanese guys were willing to do this I was right. very impressed and then you know I came back, and when I came back, I could my keep my passport. We renewed the visa. Right. Everything seemed to be fine. And then a year later, they came one the evening and said we have some questions, and then then I was arrested. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, so, yeah, it's a long deal, but it, it,
1: it's it's but it's part of the drama because I think many people around the world go through a lot of of emotional drama, emotional challenges, you know, wondering, am I going to get arrested, or am I going to get kicked out, and yeah. you, it sounds like you went through so many ups and downs over so, a, a long period of time, of so, a lot of uncertainty.
0: Yeah, and uh, It's true, I mean, but I had, you know, I forgot to tell this, when I came home out of this first meeting, when they threatened me to get, get out, I actually called Dick, you know, the close friend, and the, right. and the local pastor, and said, look, this will happen. What do you think I should be doing? Was this from the Lord? Hmm. Or is it maybe wrong pride you know you also have those can do it and say they said no we both feel you should stay we are with you so it's some people you know people are behind us sure it was not alone but it that's the situation sure and then you
1: actually did end up being in prison you were in prison for how long
0: for 58 days in solitary confinement
1: 58 days mm-hmm. solitary confinement yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah wow okay so that's something that by God's grace not many westerners Face, mm. uh, it does happen. Obviously, it happened to you, mm. um, but that's that's very difficult. Um, how? What kept you going in the midst of that time? What were things that that God, you know, used in your life to help you to?
0: Generally, I would say the prayer and you know the prayer and the general grace of Jesus. Sure, that often we don't get when we are not in such situations. We don't have it. Right. We get what we need. You know, in situations. I would say that's one thing. Uh, secondly, I think was. After a few days, I had to get the rhythm of life, you know, like praying, reading. I got my Bible back first. I didn't have my Bible, but when I got my Bible, just reading, memorizing scripture, doing push ups, just getting a normal preaching. I was preaching out of the window to whoever was listening, probably nobody, but I, I was the only one probably listening, just getting a rhythm every day. Wow. And uh, and the second thing about what made it easier after 20 days when they first came, they realizing that the kids and Catherine are doing fine. Yeah, that helped a lot as well. Sure. So,
1: Wow. What would you I mean, kind of none of us want to be in prison for 58 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet many of us listening to this podcast would be people who want to say, Jesus, we want to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. We want to be willing to pay whatever price. Is you want us to pay, Mm. Uh, you know, we don't get to decide the price, obviously. Mm. But, but what are things that you'd say out of your experience, like uh, the people who are following Christ who want to go cross culturally around the world to bring Jesus to those who don't have access? Mm. Things we should be doing to to prepare ourselves spiritually and just to even face such a circumstance.
0: Yeah, I think one of the key things is you know you you memorize scripture or songs because if they take away your Bible, what do you do? Yeah. Wow. so that was one of the key things and interestingly I remembered most of the Sunday school you know Sunday school in Switzerland means between 7 to 15 that's where you go to school and you'll memorize the scriptures most of this came easily back wow now I got my bible later on but during the, that time I didn't have it you just the, the songs that you sing as a young know, whatever you have memorized this is so helpful wow. so I memorization is a key thing and, and, and just you know just a normal spending time with Jesus is so crucial, even before you go in. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Wow, um, wow. Is there anything? Uh, I know there are because you've written a book, and your mm-hmm. book is what is lessons learned in the Lions Den. Is that yeah. correct?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's your pen name is Daniel, um, and then how do you spell the last name for people?
0: Wahili. Wahili. Uh-huh. So
1: W A H.
0: W A. H e l i
1: e l i. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. people can look that up on Amazon. Sure. sure. And uh, but would you be able to share um, just a, a few and brief few lessons that you talk about in the book? Lessons that you learned that just are highlights uh, from being in the Lions Den.
0: Yeah, I think as I said, the, the key thing is the, the relationship with Jesus, the memorization of Scripture. Uh, I would say the 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 songs memorization of songs that you have right but above all i would say you know the what i the biggest lesson i think is the grace of jesus is enough wow. and sufficient. yeah in the current situation
1: wow yeah
0: so you cannot i mean you can prepare it's uh, for sure you 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 want to be ready for it but you never know what happens and every situation is so different sure but the uh, general understanding to be willing to you know lay down your life we all say this right once it happens <laughs> every situation is so different so the the grace of God I would say is is sufficient in some situations wow yeah. well
1: thank you so much for being willing to sit with us and talk about your experience um yeah uh, we really appreciate you and your example
0: yeah if God, you, would God, like- can you- Maybe one thing, as you say, nobody definitely looks and wants to go through such an experience. On the other hand, it's life-changing. So it has had a lot of input in my son's life, in my life, in my wife's life, in all of us. Sure. Now you're not seeking for something like this, but that's what the scripture says, isn't it? That we, if you go through suffering, rejoice in it, because you're going to be transformed. It doesn't say seek it, but rejoice in it if you go through it. Sure. So it's a different thing.